But yeah, I like deleted my entire position, my entire purpose, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Did I Do That? It's a podcast about making graphic design and making mistakes because it's all part of the process. I'm Sean Schumacher and joining me today, a very special guest. Uh, previously, he worked at the global strategy and branding agency Hornell Anderson up in Seattle, where he worked with the likes of Amazon, PepsiCo, and Alaska Airlines. These days, he is one of the co-owners of the branding studio Old Friend here in Portland, and one of the co-owners of the wine bar and bottle shop company. It's Elliot Snyder. Hey, hi! Happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Um, I, I noticed when I was reading over your bio uh, in in prepping for things that you mentioned that you're a bit of a uh, vehicle guy. You love to take uh, what did what did you say? Oh, what did uh, I say? Wow! Uh, you like to go way too far in a way not ideal ve- oh, vehicles. Oh, yeah, that is true. Um, <laughs> And I, I came across something this week. Uh, one of my co-teachers, Sierra Tag, found these things and brought them in for me. And I thought when I saw them, oh, this would be so perfect to show to you. Oh, wow. Um, I can't wait. These are Winnebago collectible cards. This is a, a set oh, of yeah. 100 uh, collector cards, series <laughs> one. So there's definitely more than one of the Winnebago Industries collectible card set. And... I can tell you from looking at them, they are remarkable. Oh, they look spectacular. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Winnebago logo alone. I mean, let's just give that a moment. It's It's got everything. Something that... we've all copied at some point in our design <laughs> careers. Let's just take the first letter and let's just grab a point on it and extend it all the way across the word. What if it had serifs but just like yeah. a really long <laughs> serif on one side? I mean, there are so many of these. There's wow. a lot. There's a lot. And I will say, like, Sierra went through and organized these this because is Sierra is a superhero. Yeah. Also, um, I'm messing up the organization. No, that's fine. But... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on one end are all the best ones, including some vehicles that are just bananas. And the the chairman of the of the company. Himself. Well, that's that's the other thing is, <laughs> it seems like if I were making the Winnebago collectible card set, I would really be thinking a lot about vehicles. And I don't know if it's just lack of vehicles that they were dealing with, or they made maybe more cards than they were expecting. Sure, I mean, this is you can't see what I'm holding here, but this is about. Three inches of Winnebago. It's really you know, thick. Just a lot of lot of good content a here. A Winnebago quantity yeah, of Winnebago. Yeah, okay, I think cards. I found the good the, That's the a, good end of the deck. You the are absolutely in the good futuristic end. Futuristic kind of tube subway looking Winnebago. Yeah, a helicopter Winnebago. That's my favorite oh my one. Goodness. Ding ding ding. The helicopter Winnebago is so oh, puzzling. Wow. Can you live in that helicopter? So dangerous. Like so dangerous. This family is enjoying like a beautiful picnic. <laughs> And me just inches above their heads are these swinging rotors that yeah, could just yeah. It's also end that very quickly. Winnebago's weigh so much. This is so what? Good. How? Like, does that get like oh, negative man. fuel mileage? It's so impossible to man. imagine. Wow. Um, there's also two hollow foil ones in there somewhere, which is. <laughs> Really remarkable. Yeah, they really didn't skip out on the uh, collector's deck here. I, I have to, like, wow. it's this is one of those things, I don't know if you've ever had to make cards as a design project before. I don't think so. It's a, certainly one that everyone thinks about at some point, Absolute, designing a deck of cards. It but, seems very appealing. Oh, yeah. Wow. Shiny, 
3D holographic yeah. Winnebago sitting next to a lake. We've we've got the shiny Charizard of Man. Winnebagos in yeah. there. Um, wow. But but like making a deck of cards is so ridiculously expensive. Oh, because there's yes. no quantities of like you the 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 scale involved yeah. in doing this many cards is ridiculous. So this is truly a yeah a great relic here. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for for sharing. This I, is <laughs> man. <laughs> I mean, I could sit here for hours and look at all these. I'm actually experiencing a lot of FOMO right now because one of my close friends is in uh, like the bottom of the Baja Peninsula. And him and I just all our relationship these days is mostly sending each other just like shitty cars back and forth (laughs) and just like, you know, I dare you to buy this one and drive it to Mexico. And so and I have a there's like a Volvo I bought during the pandemic for four hundred bucks, hasn't quite made the journey down yet, but no title, still runs, <laughs> you know, whatever. But he sent Maybe me this not photo. quite a floor. Yeah, exactly. But he sent me a photo of this huge Winnebago and he's like, Yep, got the keys to this. Oh thing. no. So he's down there living the uh the Winnebago dream. I mean, yeah. I, I'll be honest. I got a little bit of FOMO from that, too, because yeah. it is it's I don't know if you've looked at the weather. It's going to be 19 <laughs> as a low next yeah. week, which is deeply unappealing oh, to me. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, those are those are the Winnebago trading. That's cards. amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you again, Sierra, for your, your yeah. ongoing super heroics and finding these kinds of things. <laughs> um. So yeah, like, how do you transition out of that? Is the problem. So anyway, um, what? (laughs) I'm broken. Um, what? How? How you doing? (laughs) How is it going? I am doing great. Yeah. That's good. It's great. One um, of those nice Portland days. I mean, I saw a rainbow when I was driving over did here. Did you really? Yeah, it's like the the kind of days where it's like you see blue sky, but you also just feel like you're kind of constantly being spit upon. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. We love oh, yeah. those days in Portland. Oh, the the loogie Portland days. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a little drizzly. It's a little gray. Um, it's surprisingly warm, considering yeah. we're in a little bit of a February fake out. But... Oh, I love the February fake out. I've just been soaking up the sun like it's summertime every day that I can. It's, I mean, there's not been a ton of sun, but when there is, yeah. are definitely days that I have meetings and the sun wants to be right in my eyes <laughs> while I am indoors all day. And very sad about that, but um, <laughs> you can't do anything about that. No. Um, but you know, it's 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 a nice day. You had some brunch earlier that you made. Yeah, yeah. Completely, completely dismantling. Hack the, hack the Portland brunch <laughs> system, like you said. Yeah, no just, lines. Yeah, no just lines. Do it just in the right. comfort of your own home. Have your friends bring stuff over. <laughs> have them clean up, honestly, and then you just kind of get to sit back and relish in the the joy of hosting absolutely yeah. <laughs> as as the as the owner of a bar do you do you ever get the temptation to use the bar for things like that or oh, yeah i mean it's not a temptation <laughs> it's yeah it's absolutely i mean we've uh we had to kind of dial it back cuz i think it started to feel a little bit like a clubhouse you know and oh, now it's yeah. like cuz it starts out like you have no idea what is going to become of this thing yeah and so it starts out and you don't expect it to be successful necessarily 
And so you're like, all right, well, I guess we'll just, we'll utilize it. <laughs> we'll have some little parties, some, you know, have people over. And now I'm like, okay, we have to accept that this is a legitimate business now. <laughs> and we can't just be hanging out there all the time doing our own little shindig. So, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, it is a real thing. Yeah. Um, how did it kind of start out? Like, what was the genesis of, of coming up with, with company to begin with? I think that. Man, it's just there's there's layers to it, of course. But, you know, starting with the fact that I've always kind of had this dream of like starting a little cafe or a little bar. And Jesse, I think, has also had a similar dream, maybe less idealistically than myself. <laughs> He's just like, it sounds like a good business. Yeah. You know? but, and for um, those of you who don't know, Jesse is your, your creative partner yeah, at Old yeah. Friend. So to give some background, yeah, Jesse and I, creative duo of his old friend and then recent ventures you know we started this little this little wine bar yeah so that's that was always kind of an idea and one of our good friends has been a bartender for a long time and throughout the pandemic was living with us and was kind of talking about his job and I wasn't that satisfied and you know eventually we're just like all right let's just start our own thing here (laughs) and we've we're the kind of I mean most designers can probably relate but you go to whether it's interior design or or more tangible stuff. You're looking at menus. You're looking at interiors. You're looking at hospitality service. Yeah, which you just you all do a lot of. Yeah, and you just become such a critic. You're just like in some place. You're like, ah, the the paper on this is just not quite, you know, what it could be. <laughs> like they almost nailed it, but this they just went with the random big pens when they could have had a, you know, a custom pen here. There's eventually a point where you're just like, okay, we need to just stop talking about this or do something. Of our own. It's got to so, be real or nothing. Yeah. So we kind of had an opportunity where somebody we knew was like, you know, I don't have a, a bar space for you. I don't think that they necessarily trusted us <laughs> to do anything. <laughs> like, but we have this garage. So if you want to take that, you know what? Go for it. Yeah. And I don't think he expected it would become quite what it has become. <laughs> um, and to be honest, neither did we. But it's, uh, yeah, we're... We only were going to be open for like a couple of months. Like it really? was, a, we thought the building was going to be demolished. Well, that's a that's a fair bet in yeah, this town. Yeah, and so it was uh, was only going to be like a pop up, and then we're just going to kind of take whatever money we could make and on to the next thing. But uh, the company is still going <laughs> strong. I mean, it's 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 a pretty remarkable thing, and an amazing part of town for for a yes. thing like that. Yeah, we're very fortunate with the location being right off of Belmont, and that street has just kind of seen a fun little like we're kind of the last of a little breath of fresh air that kind of got blown in. Yeah, um, with some new spots, and then obviously the people that have just been holding it down for forever. So yeah, it's a good good area. Belmont is an interesting thing because I mean, you think about like Division and Hawthorne, both of those have had their characters like totally changed in the yes. last 10 years. Yeah. Division is a like a different <laughs> species than it yes. was then. Uh, but like Belmont still got a lot of the kind of old Portland like little vibe. Yeah, we hope so. And especially when people are like going off of the main street into a parking lot through like barbed wire fences. Oh yeah. You know, in, descending into a garage, <laughs> having some delicious wine, listening to some great music. Yeah. And then having to go use a porta potty for the bathroom. People are like, okay, this is kinda this is a bit of old Portland. We are into this. So we've had some positive feedback on in that regard. It's got character. It's got character for uh, sure. Characters are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what I want to I want to back us uh, way up now, because like when did you when did you kind of start to get into that? You're, you're from like this area originally. Like I'm from Seattle. the Northwest. Yeah. yeah. So I grew up in this area um, and I man, I was one of those kids that kind of always had like an artistic like leaning, I suppose. Like the earliest possible thing, the story like my parents love to tell is like me and I didn't like throw like tantrums or anything when I was upset, but I had one of those like magnetic uh, boards where you like can draw on it and erase it and draw on it again. And I would use that as like this kind of communication thing. And I would like, if I was angry, I would like go in my room and draw this like angry face or this like claw (laughs) and I I would like show it to him and... (laughs) We can all look back on it and laugh at it, but maybe they were a little worried about the time. <laughs> um, so they really did encourage that. And I have so much gratitude for my parents for um, always being encouragers for my kind of creative endeavors. And, you know, I love drawing and painting and stuff like as as a kid. And that's something I kind of did. And then the moment that uh, I discovered design is also my most terrible piece of of design that oh that we can, okay <laughs> that we can share today um but i don't know how this came to be how how old were you when this occurred this had been like sixth grade or something okay very yeah, early seventh sixth or seventh grade um and i always wanted to be musical and i tried all these musical instruments um nothing stuck and i kind of was like oh you know what's sick is like air guitar because <laughs> you get all the fun of like just shredding yeah but none of the uh it doesn't take any actual talent um <laughs> so, and it was like what i could you know i could make an air guitar <laughs> what what does that mean and so Okay, I'll try to I'll try to pull up this. Uh, I tried to recreate what I what I made um, <laughs> as this. Uh, so you're probably asking yourself, well, how would you make an air guitar? Yeah, like, you know, this doesn't exist. But it's a uh, a certificate of authenticity for a genuine Epifender air guitar. Oh, well, I'm like designing on the fly right now, just <laughs> really getting this thing. Join in. Okay, this is legitimately as as far as I can remember the best that it looked. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, you've got the idea of like a certificate of authenticity has to look official, so it needs some sort of border around yes, it. Yes. Yep. Um, and then, of course, you know the the uh, sort of centralized dividing line of uh, importance, and I assume the orange is just like. I mean, it was like, let's make these things pop, baby. We yeah. got it. <laughs> And, Give and it then some color. this was, I think, designed in, uh, you know, Microsoft Word. And so, you know, my sixth grade self was scrolling through the the typefaces on there. And I'm like, OK, this is the one. <laughs> and you can probably guess which one I gravitated towards. And that is Comic Sans. Absolutely. Baby. <laughs> Make, making you a darling of the modern design oh, scene. Oh, yeah. So that was probably the first piece of like actual design. What What's kind of fantastic about that is, I mean, A, 
that you made it. But B, it's like a good joke. Because, like, you can't make the air guitar. Right. But you can make some paraphernalia of the air guitar. Yeah. And I actually, it not only was it my first, I think, piece of design, but it was my first paid piece of work because my mom thought it was so dang cute that she uh, passed them out to her coworkers. Oh. And I think it might have made a couple bucks, you know? <laughs> Bought some uh, sodas at the uh, corner store with that. You, you, uh, I, I mean, your air guitar business is making more than many <laughs> guitar centers make over six or seven weeks. Especially because now they're basically just like rental places where people will pop Yeah. <laughs> wow. Do I want to buy this $40 cable here yeah. or wait a day and get it for $5? Right. Hmm. I wonder. Uh <laughs> So th- you're you're getting started early though into design. Like yeah. where where do you kind of go from there? So I mean that was you know I think probably a bit of a isolated incident, and then still fell more into the art illustration side of things. And then it wasn't until you know, and this is I'm sure every designer's origin story of my era, where it's like you get that cracked version of Photoshop and you start <laughs> messing around. <laughs> And you're just like, wow, I can, like, make all these horrible things. Oh, <laughs> yes. Are. Oh, but, yes. like, I mean, I'm talking, like, MySpace profile photos, like, <laughs> mirror pictures with, like, all these drippy spray paint blobs all around all it. All the filters. And, like, so fun. But you get to make these things that kind of go beyond a bit of your, like, technical skill as an artist. Um, and so while they were not good, it did expose me to this kind of, you know, other medium. It, yeah. And that, I mean, it really was valuable. Like, I mean, I, I, I think I've talked about on the show, like I had, uh, I was not a, a Photoshop person. I don't know why that didn't appeal to me, but I was a flash person. Oh, sure. Yeah. I had the, uh, you know, the Kazaa yeah. special, <laughs> you, you have to click a skull icon to launch yeah. a oh, type man. of version of flash. And I mean, I, I really did learn a lot from that ultimately, even though not all of those skills are entirely portable <laughs> to the modern world. Not all of them, but you not know. all of them. A lot of things that were very particular to Flash that don't exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm shocked that Photoshop has, has stuck around. I mean, it's, yeah, the thing that I grew up using is still, now I'm probably more time in Illustrator, but it's it's weird how you find yourself in eras too. Like I just opened up Figma for the first time and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think this is maybe where I draw. Like, yeah. I think I'm maybe setting my ways a bit here, but we'll see. It's a whole different I paradigm. I can be convinced. I mean, that... it's it's like sometimes I look at Figma and I feel like, you know, maybe a little bit the way that folks on the, uh, like, folks that were trained doing paste up started looking at, like, desktop publishing where it's like, oh, right. this, is a, this is a really different piece. Like, I see the potential, but I don't know if I want to go through all the learning curve of, yeah. of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's... Maybe it's more that, you know, I just don't have the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if I could have the time to devote, you know, like a whole section of my life to learning Figma, then yeah, well, I'll be I'd honest, probably even be if using I have it all the time. The time. That's, the, that's still very <laughs> yeah. far down the list. It's probably less useful <laughs> for, for uh, branding ultimately. Yeah. Um, so like you're you're kind of starting to do stuff like where where were you ultimately like taking your Photoshop knowledge other than kind of MySpace profile photos? Yeah. So I was going to like as part of my like high school situation I ended up going and doing my last couple years at a community college and that's when I had my first graphic design class oh really yeah and so it was uh, super basic but it was like that's when you're learning about like okay this is you know negative space and kind of it was when I first was introduced to the idea of like designing with like simplicity in mind and I just love that like beauty of like 
You get to make this thing, and the harder you work, like, the less it becomes. And then it kind of (laughs) becomes this thing that's ultimately, like, so satisfying and so simple. And I think that that is, as a, like, personally, as a designer, like, still probably the thing I love the most about design is when you can spend hours and hours and hours and you come up with that little thing that just says so much. What, What type of projects were you doing in that class? Well, it was like a lot of exercise kind of stuff. But then on the side, because I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm excited. I'm like trying to take these (laughs) skills elsewhere. So like designed a logo for like the snowboarding club, you know, and then probably five different friends, like photography businesses that they were getting (laughs) off the ground and then posters for bands. And um, I ended up starting like a T-shirt company that was like started then and then continued into college and was like this whole we were screen printing out of our garage and really and all this stuff yeah um that's a huge project oh yeah yeah it was <laughs> yeah the screen printing thing man it is i have so much respect for people that are still doing that i mean certainly you get it dialed in but like talk about a learning curve like you're washing out screens in your shower like things aren't coming out it's just there's so many things that can go wrong oh, in yeah. that process so a lot of uh, frustration <laughs> with, with that, but it was fun. It was like, I, it's so strange because I never really, I, I don't really identify with like the whole like entrepreneurial, like businessman kind of thing. In fact, I think I more so like attach myself to to business people. Like Jesse's very um, motivated, very like business. Like he went to school for business. Oh. Um, and so while we share responsibilities and mostly design, he's just a little bit more inclined for that like entrepreneurial spirit and same with this company that I had in college it was like the one guy was like more the business guy and then so I get to kind of be this like little floating dreamer guy that (laughs) they probably become deeply frustrated with at times but you know any good partnership needs both of those dynamics yes yeah yeah like and there's plenty of good overlap too of like what is the most exciting yeah so yeah what yeah so like what uh you've got a lot of irons in the fire then at this point like yeah so i was like i so i go to college i decide that design is this is something i want to do and i was fortunate enough to like be like, and my best friend right now goes to Western Washington University, so that's where I'm gonna go. <laughs> There's like no other, no other thought. Um, but in hindsight, I'm like so glad that I chose there. They have a great graphic design program. Where Where is Western Washington University? It's in Bellingham, so oh. just like yeah, like half hour south of the Canadian border. Yeah, lovely um, town, beautiful town to go to college in and to live in in general. Yeah. Very I, quaint. I loved it there. Yeah. You can you can walk around and think of Death Cab for Cutie lyrics yes, everywhere you go. Exactly. In fact, I think there's like I don't know if I ever went, but be, there was certainly like oh, this is the house that all the all of them lived at and we like <laughs> go there for parties and stuff. So, yeah, good good history in that town. It's it's so fun. So, I decided to do their design program and we like had our own little studio. Like I had my like a desk that I sat at every day and we got to have this like little mini like agency experience where we were all like working together on some projects. And yeah, we just had our own little like office that we got to go to and it was so fun. That's that's a clever way of doing it. Yeah. Did you have a kind of smallish cohort in in the yeah, I graphics think side? That side was like 18 or so people. Oh, wow. Um, so pretty small. 
And those and those are people that I'm still like very close with uh, today. And it's, you know, so wonderful, like those <laughs> those times. And so it's funny because I had a pretty like, like interesting and like playful relationship with the professor who was like kind of like this hard ass. And I was kind of had a reputation for like just wanting to like go out and party and do all my work <laughs> like at the last minute. Um, and I would kind of try to like pull everybody away to like to, to do that. Yeah. So he would always call me the Pied Piper, and <laughs> you know. It's... <laughs> but it was fun because then, like, but then I would do my work, and it was, and I loved it. Like I, I loved the social side of college, but I also loved the the doing the all nighters and doing those projects. Like I, you know, the projects you get to do in school sometimes you'd like you'll never have that chance to yeah. like dive in that deep um so i loved it and i you know had pretty good work so he was like always you know poking fun at me but he knew that i would be okay so fine <laughs> <laughs> piper yeah what what kind of projects were you working on while you were there there was all sorts of stuff like and like it ranged from okay this is like a uh you know here's you got to uh, choose from this list of restaurants to brand and, you know, kind of he kind of created all these little briefs for everybody. And so you kind of were rolling a dice essentially on like which of these things you'd get. And like sometimes people would pick others that you wanted. And oh, it was like a uh, kind of yeah, competitive choosing. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. So pretty fun. And but then there were some where you just got to do whatever you want. It was like just have a conceptual project that, you know, you just want to share. Um, so it was a really good range. And as I end up like going to this other agency a while, like down the road, I met other people that went through the Western program and they were like, oh yeah. Like if you're from Western, like you were taught by Kent to like really be like a conceptual thinker. And so I just, yeah, I look back on that program so fondly of just like the way that we were taught to really do a lot of the heavy lifting before we even designed anything like it was we really had to kind of like uh pitch our concept of like this is where i'm kind of going with this and this is why before it was like well this looks good you know like (laughs) you know and so it was a great way to just kind of have to really back up your work and and know that what you were doing had some some meaning behind it yeah that's so important my god as things were kind of starting to finish up in school were you starting to think about what your next step would be like yeah, I mean, it was so I had some weird jobs too, like going through school. Like oh. this is when I had sort of the design jobs that you know, it started at a pretty um like something that was pretty normal and then it kind of devolved to just like crazy chaotic, you know, as things went on. So, the first thing was like working at the publicity center at the school. So, it was like, okay, this is this makes sense. It seems straightforward. Yeah. And this is also my story of the uh Biggest mistake I've probably ever made. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see. So my first day at this job was my like I was um, the digital signage coordinator. Uh, so I was in charge of like putting populating the posters like throughout the campus on TVs and and signs oh, and God. whatever you know, not sexy work. But I was like, I got my shoe in with the uh, you know with the publicity center. Soon I'll be designing the posters. This will be great. So day one, I sit down. They show me how it works, messing around with the program. I'm just clicking stuff, you know, Uh kind of messing around. Then about a couple hours into my first shift, 
I'm like, where's the, uh, so where's all the content? Where did it, where did it go? And somehow I had deleted all of the content. Oh no. From the, from That's the so much worse than I was thinking it was going to be. <laughs> so essentially everything that it was, and it was just gone. I had no, just gone, gone. And it was that slow progression where I had to turn around and eventually come clean to like a couple people. And then, but yeah, I like deleted my entire position, my entire purpose. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. What, what, I mean, how do you even recover from that? What? I mean, there was a lot of just sitting around, head scratching everybody, you know, yeah. just trying to figure out what to do. And eventually the IT guy came in and worked some miracle where he like reset the hard drive of the computer to like a previous state. Oh, you know, layers, Oof. layers deep beyond anything I could understand. And uh, it all ended up being OK, but but probably not a great <laughs> couple hours, <laughs> but such a stressful beginning to uh, were, to my career. There I mean, were things also like pushed out the deleted like. All the screens were blank or? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, like for a while, it was just, <laughs> you know, nobody was getting information. Just yeah. Like worldwide cataclysm, basically. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, man. And, and I mean, you kept your job there. So I did. Yeah. And I, and I eventually got to make posters and stuff like that, which was so fun. Like I loved working there and the, the team there was phenomenal and, but I guess I had this thing like I still to this day, I have this thing where I just like want to do a little bit of everything. So to have a job that was like giving me a good portfolio of work, had a stable paycheck, you know, I'm like, you know what? Let's go on Craigslist and just see what's <laughs> out there. Really roll the dice. Oh, yeah. And so I can't even remember the order of these last couple things. Oh, but no. um, there was this place called Deals Only Web Store. Um, (laughs) sounds very legitimate Uh yeah and the website looks exactly like you are are picturing i'm sure i haven't looked it up to this day i'm so curious what it would be deals only web store so they were like one of these companies that would just buy just heaps of closeout shit like oh sure and then sell it on on amazon or their own website and i got to like make it was fun just but it's you're just working in this like little like in my memory it was like working in like one of those little like shipping containers <laughs> like on a construction site it was like that for like a warehouse you know <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, seems very legitimate yeah. i i'm all my fears about this company rla now <laughs> But it was it was kind of fun because I actually got to like make all these like little mini brands. They were like, okay, we got all these like crazy knives in. So can you make this like survival brand that we can then brand these knives at? And so it was like it was actually me getting to utilize branding for like this way of like, oh, you can actually add value to things by basically convincing people that they're more legitimate than they are but i mean that's such a huge thing now like you know there's so much stuff on amazon that's just like aliexpress stuff exactly rebadged so deals on the web store was really ahead of the game (laughs) yeah who would have guessed that the future of of commerce was actually going to be deals only web store yeah exactly i mean the name doesn't imply like they're onto something deals only you can't get non-deals there at and least at the web store. People want to shop online, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was one. 
And then there was, I got plugged in with these guys that were like these like small town entrepreneurs, inventors, you know, and they were making, this was like the heyday of Kickstarter. So they were starting all of these Kickstarter campaigns that- I think this is a thing I found in in researching for this show. Oh, like my name probably came up uh-huh. for a campaign. Yes. That I think probably has a lot of unfulfilled, oh, unhappy no. co- I don't know. Like maybe not that one, but oh yeah, there was there were many, there were probably like four or five of these projects I worked on and I think as they got more scattered in their things, the projects got less and less fulfilled. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know. And I think it ended with like these crazy sunglasses that had cameras in them. It was like connected to like a whole, like honestly, again, like ahead of it, like it was like what Google Glass was. Yeah. Connected to social networks and like live streaming and all these things called like Zyz. Oh, oof. Oh, no. No thanks. So that was, I think that was my last project with them, but. Yeah, so if, if there's anybody that has an unfulfilled Zai's order, I'm so <laughs> sorry. It's I am not to blame. People are clamoring for their Zai's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zai's, I believe, is the plural of uh, Zaz, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Some sort of conjugation of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so you're you're doing some Craigslist stuff. Uh, where do you go, kind of after college? Is this does the Craigslist kind of carry you out of college, or do you? It kind of did. Like it was, it was certainly the way that I was able to have some security and like not having to look for a job right away. And the final job, just as a quick, you know, connecting the dots, was uh, actually doing graph design at a church. Oh, um, and that's where I had met Jesse. Really? So us, it was just, which is such. It's so funny to look back on us meeting in church and how that's, you know, involved in our life to various degrees <laughs> or not so much now. Um, but that's where we met. And then he moved down to Seattle and then I moved down to Seattle. We'll table that, you know, for now. But that's sort of the beginning piece of the puzzle for our partnership as old friend. But so this professor, Kent, he would always talk about this agency in Seattle and he would just throw out a name and be like, some of you guys will be working for Hornell Anderson in the same way here that people are probably like, some of you are going to go on to work for Wyden. Like, it's just sort of whatever the household name yeah. was. And so that name always got thrown out. And I was just like, okay, Hornell Anderson, let's see what this is about. <laughs> and so we did a portfolio review in Seattle that was hosted by one of the schools there, SPU. And I got to talk to some of these people for Hornell Anderson. And I'm just like, okay, this is this is the big leagues, you know? So I'm talking to these people. And it went well. And it went well enough that they were like, yeah, do you want to come down and, and interview? So I was just like, okay, yeah, I guess, you know, this is what the top I mean, of Seattle. Who could say no? Yeah. And so that quickly just became what I was doing. And I moved down there uh, with a job and was really fortunate to just hit the ground running at that place. I mean, that's very lucky. Seattle is a pricey city to get into. Well- I mean, I also had a screaming deal for rent, which was some guys that graduated uh, prior to me had a house that was like 100 years old. And this house had a basement that was unfinished. And then within this basement was this little tiny room, slightly smaller, believe it or not, than your (laughs) office. I have a hard time believing that there's any space smaller than my office. One of those were like, you can't open the door and uh, fully Mm. be with the the bed in there. You know, you kind of got to... 
you know, climb over to escape. <laughs> one, one of these rooms that's not meant to actually have a bed in it, Yeah, perhaps. and the walls leaked when it rained. So I, was, so I was on $50 a month rent in Seattle, so... Damn! Which... I have, for 50 bucks, that's actually pretty yeah. swanky. <laughs> and and they were so gracious with letting me crash there and, you know, being a part of, like, the culture of their house and whatever. It was so fun. <laughs> and I was commuting downtown on this tiny little 50cc scooter. So I was really, <laughs> I was very thrifty in the, the Seattle years. Small yeah. housing, small transportation. Yes, exactly. You're making yeah. it work, though. What, yeah. what do you end up doing at, at Hornell Anderson? So I get there and I'm just like, wow, okay, this is, there's a lot of people here, you know, and it's one of those places you get to and they're all like, oh yeah, the, but you were in here for like the golden years. And oh then, yeah. And then of course then when I leave and now I hear like, oh, you were here for the golden years. It's like, <laughs> it's just one of those things that constantly gets passed down. So I think it sort of shrunk over time. But when I was there, it was probably about a hundred people. And I liked the way that it functioned because you kind of had these little teams. So you function as your own little micro studios and the team that I had was just stellar. David Bates was my creative director and is just this fantastic, also very conceptual, just an awesome human being that would like, if your soul wasn't in it, he would just call you out. Or, and he would he would also know. He's like, this project has no soul, so let's just get it done and let's move on to the stuff that like ha- is fun. I just felt so fortunate to kind of be under his wing. Um, yeah that job and then rob's weibel was just this like snowboard dude dad that was just like so fun and just always brought all this liveliness to it and lauren DeRusso was just i don't know like and then oh man like everybody there was just <laughs> great um and like so a- those were like my kind of design mentors i suppose there which i'm so thankful for and why i kind of still encourage people to like if you're starting out in design, like to have your first job be at an agency or something like that, where you know you'll be working with really talented people, yeah, it really is helpful to kind of have some mentorship. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, like I think I think the mentorship piece in this field gets under understated how important it is. Yeah, like if you have somebody who has been like you know working in the field and can help to guide you, like you are going to have a much easier time in the early part of your career yes yeah otherwise and then go fuck off and do all the crazy stuff which is exactly what i did yeah yeah (laughs) you know you you don't you don't have to follow your mentor's guidance forever yeah yeah and honestly there's still like the kind of doubts that i have now i mean i don't think i would do anything differently yeah but you see the way that these other agencies get built off of like okay this is somebody who kind of built a network of people and i was like Two years, maybe this is enough of a network <laughs> that just took off. But I think that that's what I've realized. I'm just like, oh, the people that I see start successful agencies, like they're also taking the time to like build a network prior to that. And when they do that, you know, they've got some things to lean on. But, uh, you know, there's no there's no wrong path. It's just whatever feels feels right exactly yeah and you know like there's a lot of different ways to do design like what what kind of projects were you working on at Hornell? they kind of span from really big projects like some of these it's like okay guys we got to do a pitch for frito-lay we're gonna redo the lays bag wow. and we're gonna you know create this whole campaign of like under one sun you know <laughs> 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 yeah. 
<laughs> the sort of like buy the world a Coke thing of <laughs> potato chips. <laughs> Not very good potato chips on top of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll still be down with some flashy lays. <laughs> On a good ham sandwich sometime. But. Yeah. Also, who am I to criticize? I have Dr. Pepper uh, <laughs> cotton candy in the corner here. What? Oh yeah, Doctor. I've been oh I've been shopping goodness. at I've been shopping at Winco a lot. Oh, okay. Lately. Yeah, and, yeah. And Winco, uh, Winco <laughs> is a really just a marvel in terms of the bizarre things that just appear there and have no context within the world that makes any sense. This this is really a bag of cotton candy. And it has the uh, the least crispy JPEG of a Dr Pepper can oh, that I yeah. I can imagine. Oh yeah, this is so oh, like man. I truly I wonder is this an actual real it licensed almost product? Seems like it's like a bootleg. It does, <laughs> but like why? CandyASAP.com. Those are the the fiends behind this uh, endeavor. <laughs> so I'm guessing it was needed ASAP, and you know. We we don't have time to do multiple rounds on the Dr Pepper <laughs> cotton candy. The sweet taste of Dr Pepper is the tagline. You know that taste we all love of Dr Pepper. I mean the undescribable taste of Dr <laughs> Pepper. Truly, truly, when John Green, the greatest Dr Pepper fan alive, refers to the drink as purely artificial, <laughs> you know you've really got a, a flavor profile figured out. When your biggest fan thinks oh, that man. artificiality is its key component. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Dr. Pepper, there was like some some big, you know, CPG stuff that was like a huge part of that company. Yeah. Um, but then these other products would roll in just due to their reputation or their network of these like smaller projects. And like one that comes to mind was like this like uh, good nature uh, juice presses. And they made oh. like... It was this family-owned company that had this beautiful story, and they made the like the best juice presses that are like that you can buy in the U.S. And they just wanted a rebrand, so I had the fortune of like being on this project and working directly with the like owner, like the family that owned this this company, wow. and I was able to do like a couple of projects like that, and that's what I think gave me this sort of like. I don't know. Like it gave me like a like a okay, this is what I want to do. Yeah. You know? And not the endless project that just lasts forever and I'm not even in the meetings or if I am it's with somebody who is not a stakeholder or yeah. whatever. And it's just and then maybe it's most of those don't even come to fruition. You're getting news second, third, fourth hand. Right. And then you compare that to an experience where you're working directly with the person. Yeah. You get to create something that genuinely like empowers their their livelihood and there's just it's just so fun and so i was on these projects and then i was also just like like they're paying you know big agency price for like me and like like junior designer and like (laughs) one senior designer and they're just kind of getting like the crumbs of our time you know and then the agency would kind of be like well you're over budget on that we we need you to shift back to Frito-Lay or, you know, whatever it might be. That just kind of spurred this idea of like, okay, what if I just cut out the the middleman here (laughs) and could somehow find these clients and could give them so much of my time and my care and really kind of 
do this more bespoke branding kind of thing outside of this machine of an agency. Yeah. You know, and at the time, Jesse was living in Seattle and kind of freelancing around and traveling all the time. And I was just like, dude, this guy's lifestyle is like so cool. He's got so much flexibility, whatever. And I would go over to his house and we would like, and I would work on some freelance projects. And through that, through the brainstorming and through some of my dissatisfaction of, you know, where I was at HA, um, we kind of came up with this idea of like, what if we just hit the road <laughs> and took, you know. Got it. Got one of the Winnebago's from the Winnebago yeah, cards. Except it, I wish. Um, in this case, it was the minivan that my parents gave me uh, when I graduated college. 2002 Toyota Sienna. That thing well. was... One of the favorite things I've ever owned. In I my was life. gonna say. Yeah. I mean, a Toyota van is uh, pretty good. Oh, the Toyota van. I wouldn't mind are having one of those. Unstoppable. And we had two little mini motorcycles that we stuffed into the back of this, <laughs> this minivan. <laughs> and our idea was like, okay, what are your biggest expenses with travel? It's like you have to pay for lodging and you got to pay for food. Yeah. So let's just find these places, like these, you know that probably exist you know these little bed and breakfast these little cafes you know these little boutique hotels and let's just let's go to these mom and pop little joints and say we're gonna rebrand your whole thing and you know just open up a whole new world of business for you we'll make you a website and this is how we're gonna pay for our our way throughout this whole <laughs> loop around the united states of america yeah and and uh, and we called this thing Man Man Van, and we made a website <laughs> for it and everything. And I quit my job, and the they, the coworkers threw me a big party, and I had this big map of America, and everyone drew on it, uh, like, where they thought I should go. And I still have this map, this, like, huge just collection of anecdotes and goofy places. Yeah. So we set off for this big adventure. And guess how many of these uh, these clients we mm. we ended up accumulating? Um, I'm gonna guess a pretty low number. It's not. I mean, it's not quite a number. I guess it's it's, <laughs> it's the zero number, the lack of a number. True enough. Yeah. <laughs> so it's more more of an absence. So it didn't quite pan out um, the way that we thought. Yeah. It would <laughs> but it, a it, great idea. But it was the the jumping off point, and ultimately what was the you know the beginnings of what what old friend is now yeah yeah how, how long were you on the road doing doing things before you were like well we should we should turn it around well not that long <laughs> <laughs> not that long for jesse especially because we did one i think as soon as we left he was just like okay so just so you know i got an email from a friend at Facebook, and they kind of want me to uh, do oh. an interview. And, you know, I'll let him tell tell that whole saga. But that was kind of like on the back burner throughout this whole journey was like, you know, is is he going to take this position? Um, and so sure enough, we do this amazing trip through parts of Canada and through the Southwest. Ooh. This is like about a month. A lot of sightseeing, not a lot of design. Um, <laughs> but we did do – we. Got to do a crazy project together when we got back to Seattle, which was the Woods Coffee, which is this chain of coffee shops all through northern Washington. Oh. And they had the most awful logo, like stretched <laughs> papyrus Ooh. with clip art trees 
somehow arranged in this weird oval. And they were very successful. And they had a lot of these coffee shops. The whole time I was in design at Western, everybody's like, dude, that logo has got to go. (laughs) And Jesse had these connections with them that when we finished up our little trip, we got to work together and do a full rebrand for for Woods Coffee. And that's the logo that they're using to this day. Wow. Yeah. So that was our first uh, first project together and would serve as sort of the, through various uh, levels of soul searching and arguments and distrust of each other's abilities, <laughs> um, <laughs> would serve as the sort of thing of like, we did that project together and that went really well. Maybe we should do more of this. Yeah. Um, but that didn't happen quite yet. Before that was a lot of time, just me now, in the van out on the road. Oh, no. <laughs> and this is when I was just like, you know, it's okay. It's just it's just me now. And I'm really trying to do this freelance thing. A lot of weirdo other Craigslist gigs, friends of friends, Facebook posts, logos and things like this. And literally just paying for, for gas money and, and cameras and beers and just doing. And that was like... <laughs> A year and a half. <laughs> wow. That's a long time to be on the yeah. road. Something like that. Yeah. So it was a, quite the journey. And I don't know. I don't know if I'd recommend that to, to everybody. But it was certainly a great, you know, learning experience. <laughs> <laughs> what What was the thing that finally made you say, like, okay, I'm ready to, to come back and yeah, hang up my writing pants? I mean, it, after you've like literally been to every state in <laughs> okay my curiosity is kind of not everyone but it was like i was probably hitting i'd probably hit a good 46 or 47 at that point and i was like i think my curiosity is kind of satisfied here <laughs> and there's nothing rhode island's going to do for me that uh <laughs> massachusetts didn't yeah no and, offense rhode island yeah. <laughs> and i had been was watching my design and just like what was happening there and I just was like it's kind of plateaued let's be honest here it's uh the work is kind of plateaued to this point of like I'm not going to make any more money than this my Mm. work is not going to get any better than this because I'm just not spending the time yeah like I'm working from coffee shops amidst like just cruising around meeting friends and friends of friends going to national parks which was great yeah but then there's a certain point where like well maybe i should become a little bit of an adult yeah and you're like isolated design wise too which i have found is like the worst thing creatively for me it's tough yeah yeah and you're and it's also the time where like i was beginning to like follow all these other designers and had the pleasure of getting to meet up with them in these various cities and it was inspiring of just like oh i could do this if i take the time um but to do that I'm going to need a little bit of stability, which means maybe, well, it didn't quite mean not living my van because I did that in Seattle for a while. <laughs> Wasn't ready to pay the Seattle rent just yet. Yeah. Well, after after you've had a taste of that $50 yeah, rent, yeah, yeah. hard to go back. Yeah. And at that time, Jesse was also like, I'm kind of over this Facebook thing. And so we were kind of each other's sounding boards for like, there's got to be a better life out there. Maybe in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it, not so much, but it just like Portland kind of made sense. It was like in the middle of where we were. <laughs> um, but it just seemed like a good place to be. Like I was, I always respected, it just felt like there has 
there's like an underdog energy here. Yeah, and absolutely. Even when we first moved here, it was just like, oh, and there's no, it's it's collaborative. It's not competitive, and and the Seattle thing at the time was just becoming so corporate and so competitive, and it's just. I'm so glad that that was, you know, 2015 or 16 um, that we moved down here. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a yeah. I think even though I think we complain about how expensive this city's gotten, like Seattle is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It's only gotten more ridiculous in the past, like, 15 years. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and, and granted, you know, I'm moving here in 2016. Definitely am part of the problem to some extent. Problem, you know, quote unquote. But doing our part you know you can get a three dollar beer at company that's not gonna go away you know so that's hard to find yeah so you can still buy your your nice natural wine but three dollar beers that's got to be available in the city (laughs) so we're holding the line on that one so you're down here you start old friend yeah and what like kind of a a lot of the work that you do is kind of in hospitality which almost feels a little bit like a continuation of that original vision of man man van (laughs) yeah yeah exactly it was um I mean, I don't know what it was. It's just like that's always the most fun genre of design for me. And I think for Jesse, too, because it's just like it's something that can really be experienced. Like, yes, you're coming up with this brand, which then encapsulates like the vision of somewhere. And it's so fun to work with somebody like, yeah, what's your what's your vision for this thing? (laughs) And in in so many cases, it's like somebody's dream to do this. And it's so exciting to be a part of that. To the point where, like, you know, what is my own dream? I don't know. I'm figuring that one out. <laughs> um, but it's so fun to be a part of of all these other people's endeavors. And you do get to work on the concept, the branding, and then everything that somebody would experience going into a space. So it's just like – it's just such a fun category of design. That being said, it's – does not pay very well. Yeah, that's... So that's always the tricky part, um, how to manage that. But, I mean, you, you do you do projects in other industries, too. And yeah. Like, yeah. I mean... And we have been paid also really well by a handful of clients. So yeah. it's just when people see the value in your work and they, like, are like, okay, I'm in this for the long haul. I yeah. will pay that what you guys are worth. And it's... We feel so honored to have um, all the clients we've had trust us. Yeah. But there's also the Draplin thing of like, you know, I think he's he's talked about, I can't remember if this was on the show or separately, but like that there's kind of a balancing of the scales thing that you can do. Like, you know, if you have a project that you're really passionate about, if you can get something else that can kind of subsidize that. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so you got to be open to like, we got to take this because this will allow us to do, you know, the fun one. Yeah. And- I don't know, though. It's it's tricky because when you start letting the fun one, quote unquote, be still a paid project that you are trying to get all of your creative value out of like a client project, you're kind of setting yourself up to fail. <laughs> and that's why I love those like design school projects so much. Yeah. And it took me a long time to learn that. Like I've I took so many projects and convinced Jesse to take so many projects because I'm just like, this is going to look so cool and like think about how this will be in our portfolio and then they just like don't fall like the you do the work and then it doesn't lead anywhere and you don't have the portfolio piece and you're kind of left thinking like well i just put all of my creative worth into that thing so that's something i've had to learn over the last couple years and it's just like yes you know build your portfolio 
But once you get to that point where you're like, I feel like this is good enough. Yeah. Like you have the the joy of shifting your creative worth to other things that are not client projects. Yeah. Yeah. Which is much healthier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you get to maintain the control. Exactly. You know? yeah. Exactly. Like you are you are in charge of your destiny, not your yeah. clients yeah, or yeah. your creative director or anybody else. Yeah. Um. Hold on, my brain stopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Elliot, where can people find you if they want to learn more about your work or about company or about Old Friend? Yeah, they can go to uh, oldfriend.co, which is our little place on the web. Yes. Uh, Instagram is just Old Friend. And these days I'm mostly posting uh, stories of me and farm animals on uh, my own personal Instagram account. But I, you I can mean, follow that. Sounds Elliot, great to me. <laughs> at Elliot Snyder. Um, and yeah, that's that's. You know, pretty much it. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, company bar, company, what is it? Company PDX. Yes. Come on down. Come on down. Yeah. It's a fun time. I, yeah. I actually, I haven't been yet, but I am looking forward to going. Oh, yeah. Pop on in any time. Yes. Yeah. I, it's a fun, weird little spot. It's hard to find a free night. I've. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I listen I to am... some of these episodes and I'm just like, every time you're just like, I am so tired. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> exhausted. I'm like, what is, what is. What is your life outside of this? What's... Well, I think the problem is that there isn't a life outside of this. Oh, it's, really, it's kind of just this. Man. Well, you're doing incredible work here. Like, it's it's been so fun, like, getting to – like, Kate was one of the first people we met when we moved to town. And so oh, getting yeah. to meet her and, you know, just get more involved with PSU, it's like – it's such a sick program you guys have here. Like, I love it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I, I really appreciate that. Um, and thank you also to uh, the listeners uh, who are hearing this in their ears, probably. <laughs> if, they're, if, it, if you're hearing it in a different place, please let me know because I would be uh, very surprised. But uh, if, you, if you have enjoyed this show and, uh, you know, you want to make sure that you hear more of it, why not subscribe to it in the player of choice that you use for that? You could also rate it and review it and tell a friend about it. Those are great ways to help spread the good word about this show. If you want, you can follow the show on Instagram and on YouTube at diddidothat.design. And uh, that diddidothat.design, uh, diddidothat.design... <laughs> Did I do that? That design. I feel like I should have made a different choice for how to uh, how to register my URL because that's very hard to say. Uh, but that's our website, and it is uh, brand new and spiffy and looks good. Uh, sure, <laughs> <laughs> sure, that'll do. Um, who doesn't want to go to a place that's spiffy? Um, so this has been. Did I do that? I'm Sean Schumacher, and as we always say at the end of every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Let's all have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Let's all have a good time. Okay, bye! I was. I thought I could be prepared for that one, and then it just went to me, and it just the mind went blank.
Um, so I'm just going to type in, write a catchy jingle. We should give some context. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we, you, you had this amazing idea, which was uh, you've, you've been messing around a little bit with chat GPT. The... By messing around, I mean like um, 30 minutes yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, though. And uh, you had the idea of of uh, maybe wanting to do some uh, some musical odes. Yeah, to I figured why not? Uh, we'll make a little jingle and just see uh, see how it goes. And I know that you seem to have this love for you know creating songs on the <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> so maybe we could do it together. Absolutely, we're uh, we are going to do some live jingle singing. Okay, so we're just gonna write catch it write a catchy jingle for a wine bar. Yeah, with friends and I was gonna say oh. Siri's also doing some <laughs> some of its own business oh, no. out of jealousy. Get out of here, Siri. We're <laughs> Why did they put Siri on the Mac? I don't I know, know who that's for. Okay, write a catchy jingle for a wine bar with friends and good music. And we'll see. Does what it happens. have to know what the name of the bar <laughs> No, I mean I think it'll just be and we could say it's also in Portland. Oh yes, that's good. We want the, <laughs> the people to know. By that... the way, it's also important. Is basically <laughs> what we put. Um, okay, so I'm just gonna hit the send thing, and then it's just gonna like write this thing on the fly, and we'll just try to follow along. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. First one. Come, come, let's come on come down, on to, down, a down a to our wine, wine bar, bar in Portland. Portland. Well, okay, Jesus. it's going so fast. Wow, it's really exciting. It really went. Okay. Come on down to our wine bar in Portland town. You'll go far. Friends and good times always flow where the wine is good and the music's glow. Wine and friends, our favorite blend. Good times here again and again. Pour a glass, sit back and relax. Our wine bar is where you'll find the facts. No, that's not at all accurate. No. The atmosphere. Is just, just right with the vibe that's out of sight. We'll pour you a glass, red or white, and dance to the music all night. <laughs> Back to the chorus. Wine and friends are very blind. Good times here. Again and again. Pour a glass. Sit back and relax. Our wine bar is where you'll find the facts. <laughs> Okay, that was terrible. <laughs> well, just because you can't find facts at a wine bar just doesn't make it a flawed song. Yeah. Oh, we've got more. But, I mean, it's, there's a we whole don't need lot to go. More. Yeah, I mean, you'll find your spot. It's all we've got. <laughs> it's, there's some good. There's some good rhymes in here. So, I would encourage everybody. You know, just type in a little jingle here and see what. See what you get. Yeah, give give yourself the gift this uh, May, which is when I think this is coming out. <laughs> I was going to say this holiday season, but I don't believe it hasn't just taken over completely by then. Yeah, <laughs> what holidays in May? Oh, May Day. Give yourself the May Day <laughs> gift of writing a, a catchy jingle, probably for your union. Actually, is a good idea. Um, organize your union with a jingle from ChatGPT, which <laughs> now that I say that out loud, really There's seems to run to counter that. to the. To the goal. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Spectacular. Oh, that was great. That was really Thanks good. Thanks for indulging me. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad we went back. Oh, man. <laughs>